Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. We never left. I know I said that probably like five times in the past like few episodes, but that's all right. Because I'm just saying we're back and I'm excited to be back. You know, the hiatus was great, but you know, just stay tuned because more is to come. You know, we're not over yet. But anyway, I'm super excited to be here today. And my name is Chanel Spencer. If you, if you don't know by now, you see it here in the lovely um banner. Um, But I'm super excited to be here. I have some amazing, amazing, amazing individuals. I know I say this all the time. You know, I mean, they're actually more than amazing. You're amazing. They're phenomenal and extraordinary. And I'm not trying to throw any shade to you, you know what I'm saying? But I just like to be connected to like phenomenal, extraordinary people. Because, you know, when you're surrounded by extraordinary people, then you're only allowed to be extraordinary. I'm just saying. So I'm super, super excited. As you know, we are here on for our lovely, lovely collaborative project, Employee to Empire. That's what we did. We all are literally working very diligently to build our empires, build legacy, build wealth, and get our families and our lives to the next level. So it's only right that I have phenomenal individuals that are on a mission to do the same. And so I just want to bring my one of my lovely. She's actually a co-author on this book, and she talks about mindset all the time. Like even on our phone calls, we're talking about mindset, child. Like, girl, what did you do today? What's your plan? What's life looking like? What we got to do? What's the who we got to beat up? Like, I'm just kidding. We're not beating up people. You know, we're very zen. We might meditate. You know what I mean? We might want to choke somebody, but we just more sit and meditate about it before we, you know, we're trying to, we're working to respond versus react. You know what I mean? As a CEO, you have to learn how to respond to people because, you know, you have to manage human beings. And I feel like the most difficult part in life are human beings. But when you're surrounded by amazing and phenomenal human beings, it just makes life that much easier. But don't get it twisted. As we have meditated and as we have transformed and grown, understand. I'm just kidding. Hey, let's bring one. <laughs> understand that we will beat you up if we need to. Listen, don't play, okay? Listen, the, the client, the customer, you're right. But... Okay. <laughs> so say hello to the beautiful people, Lindsay. I'm gonna give you 30 to 60 seconds to introduce yourself. I know you're gonna do a phenomenal job because this is what she does. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. My name is Lindsay Vertner of Lindsay Vertner Global and the First Class Life brand. And it is my passion to help high-achieving women who struggle with things like perfectionism, overthinking, and doubt to increase their clarity, confidence, connections, and cash flow. That is my purpose. It's my mission. I was able to do that for myself after fully recovering from a 2007 car wreck that left me brain dead and paralyzed. And now I do it for women all across the world. And that is the gist of what I do. And I'm looking forward to this amazing episode with Chanel and the other amazing co-authors of this phenomenal book. Listen. What I told you, didn't I tell you she does like, <laughs> Listen, Lindsay used to run clubhouses and have like a hundred people in there and just like she speaks, she does all the things. I listen. So what happens when you're surrounded by phenomenal people that know they're phenomenal but just don't like like, like to keep it cute and try to be humble? They do things like that, like you know, yeah, you know, I help people. You know, she just slid like slid over the fact that she was almost paralyzed and all those other pieces, right? But she's. She's no joke. So how do we meet, Lindsay? I feel like we like how do how do we meet? I feel like we connected. What was it in the the book profits club? Something mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the book, book club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's Wait, what? what? Wait, the book club? <laughs> book club boot, boot camp book club. Book, book camp boot camp. No, book camp. Something. A, a camp to books. I mean. <laughs> a camp about writing your book in a weekend. There you go. Exactly. That's how we actually met. Then we ended up going to Mexico twice um, for business. Um, she was hosting a mastermind with like 10 to 12 amazing women. And we did some photo shoots in the, but the Mexico, the first time we went to Mexico, we ended up having to fly like, like a movie scene out. Like they were like, uh, you guys have three hours to get out of the country. We're like, I'm sorry. We it was insane. The first couple, what was that? 24 hours. Well, you know, as since then we've blossomed and we're continuing to grow and I'm super excited to have her on this book project. And you talk about mindset and I feel like that's super important. So tell a little bit more about how you help people from a mindset perspective. Well, mindset is at the core of every single thing that we do. So it doesn't matter if you have all the systems in place, you have all the tools in the world and all the support in the world. If your mindset is not where it needs to be professionally, personally, it affects every single part of your life. And so I come in and I talk about how your mindset is affecting every single piece of your life and why it's so important that you are mindful of the things that you are thinking and what is going on up there because it is influencing your behaviors and your behaviors are influencing your environment, creating the reality that you live in, whether negative or positive. So we want it to be positive. <laughs> Listen, like, you're absolutely right. You, you can't help the negative thoughts, right? But it's all about how, again, we respond to them versus reacting. So I absolutely love what you said in regards to just mindset. I feel like mindset is like the number one key to any level of success, like mm -hmm. no matter what you want to do. And even if you get to a level of success and you start having all this money, if you're still not good internally, it's going to show. So if you want to keep your coin, if you want to continue to build wealth, make sure that you work on your mindset because that's super important. And you know, Lindsay, I don't want to kick you off the stage because you don't, you don't even, you know my boo, right? But we got two other people here that's like sitting in the back, like watching us. Like if y'all don't hurry up, <laughs> one of our amazing featured business owners, say hello to the beautiful people. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, I was super excited for you to be here. I'm gonna give you 30 to 60 seconds to go ahead and introduce yourself. The stage is yours. Well, hello, everyone. I am Latika Vines. I am a career development strategist and coach, otherwise known as the Boss Mom Coach for Working Moms. And I help working moms who are stuck in their male-dominated industry careers uh, to honestly get back to their career vision. So many times we take positions and we do things uh, to have flexibility or have the so-called work-life balance, but yet we are not fulfilled. We are not satisfied in a career. So I help those particular working moms to get back to their original career vision by one, having clarity, making sure they know what that is, honestly, then having the confidence to go ahead and pursue it and having the control over their, um, their um, schedule, I'm sorry, to be able to achieve it. And I love Lindsay's four C's because it reminds me of my three C's. Um, so I see we are definitely connected that way. Um, but it's it's so important for us as working moms um, to make sure that we have the support, we have the accountability to be able to have the career that we desire, that God has given us, that we can be fulfilled in, that we can be satisfied in. And I'm just so happy to be here today. 
Yes. Listen again. You know, I don't know if it's a I th- no shade to men because I think they they're all like ego and we're the best, uh, right? But I feel like as women, we're just so modest. Like you know, I'm just here just to do the things. Let me tell you something. I met Latinka in an accountability group, and I don't know, like like, like last year was it last year or a year and a half ago? Something Maybe like a year that. and a half ago. Yeah. Child, I, I felt like a mess. Okay, I walked in and I was like, these women are gonna think I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? And we, we have something called the hot seat chair. I hate. We have been, I've done at least 42 times. And every time, like, Chanel, you're in the hot seat. I'm like, I know you lying, right? And I know it's coming. I know that it's my week. And I'm still like, no, I don't want to do this, right? But, like, Latika will give you advice and tell you what to do. And then she'll be like, no, but that doesn't make any sense. And that's why I appreciate her. I really do. Because I feel like with the core of our group, we all add certain value to mm-hmm. it. I come with the jokes all day, right? But then I also come with a lot of resources and all those other pieces. And yes, I feel like Tika is the person that, child, productivity queen. Listen, I feel like I be doing the most. But then when I talk to Latika, I be like, girl, you ain't do nothing for the week. What are you even talking about? She is no joke in that way. So I appreciate you for saying yes to being a part of this project yes. as well as the other projects that we're working on. And I just think that you're super, super amazing. And Thank I just you. I wait for us to continue to blossom and grow within the group, but also just as individuals and all those other things. So I appreciate you. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Chanel. I love you too. Oh, and I was on a podcast chat and I was like, I don't know what the vibe is. Like, I'm like, holy thing, I act like I didn't know her. Like, hey, I'm so happy to be here. She was like, Chanel, you know, I love you. I'm like, girl, I love you too. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't know what the vibe was. I didn't know how it was to come. And so the, the podcast interview was so much fun. It was a really great, great conversation. And I appreciate and was honored for you to have me on as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. And then we bring it on the next person. This one, let me tell you something. This girl I found on Instagram. And she probably was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, calm down, right? But I, I'm very big on like branding and marketing and visuals and all those pieces. And then I saw an Instagram page and I was like, girl, I think I need you in my life. So come say hello to the beautiful people. Hi, what a lovely introduction. Thank you for introducing me. Absolutely. I'm going to give you 30 to 60 seconds so you can introduce yourself to the lovely, beautiful people. Okay. Well, thank you. My name is Jayla B and I own my company, UltraVision. Um, It was created by and for the passionate and aspiring entrepreneur and looking to build their brand. We are your go-to powerhouse for web design, graphic design, and brand strategy services. By building a visionary brand with us, which is very near and dear to my heart, um, you'll be able to set a foundational brand strategy for longevity and attract ideal clients um, with a visual brand identity that captivates. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Super, super excited to be here amongst all these lovely ladies, beautiful ladies, and I'm excited to converse. Yes, thank you. So Jayla, <laughs> so when I met her, I was like, how old are you? Because people tell me that all the time. Like, you look like you're 11 teen. And so when I saw her, I was like, oh, yay, I have an 11 teen or two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that term. I'm going to start using that now. <laughs> right. And, but then she like, you know, a lot of times when people think that you're like super young, they like 
immediately like underestimate you. Oh. I already knew I didn't underestimate her at all because I saw her Instagram page and I felt her energy from our like first little 15 minute conversation. So I knew she was going to come with all of the information, all of the vibes, all of the things that I needed. And you have yet to like disappoint in just everything oh. that you do. And no, for real, your organization. I was like, I knew when she sent me my welcome, I was like, I knew she was the one. <laughs> I knew she was the one. I love it. Organization is my thing. Guys, and like just how you do everything from like everything that you do just looks amazing. So I appreciate you and I thank you for yes. And you know, we got other projects too. I'm yes, super excited to be a part of them as well. And I'm gonna bring the rest of our lovely, lovely featured business owners and co-authors. Say hello to the beautiful. Say hello to the beautiful people one more time for me. Hey, hey. hello. <laughs> Listen, I like to surround myself with people, amazing people, and phenomenal people, but beautiful people too. Look at look, look. Okay, I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying to say that I'm beautiful. I don't got my makeup on. All that oh stuff. my goodness! You know, I was on but check out my Instagram page, and then you know you can highlight. <laughs> Good thing you're beautiful without makeup. So you know, thank you. I'm trying. You know, and I was kidding. <laughs> So let's really quickly um, get into this. So a lot of you are either full-time business owners or are part-time or parallelpreneurs is like what I like to call them. So what do you feel in, whether you're full-time or part-time, either way, it, if you have a full-time job and you're do, running a business, look more power to you because that is a lot. Just trust me. <laughs> yes, to say the least. But don't get me wrong. Being full-time has a whole nother type of energy and vibe because you're like, all right, well, how am I make a dollar today? Right? <laughs> so it's like, it, either way, it's, it's a challenge. But shout out to how, whatever phase of business you're in. So what made you decide that you wanted to have your own business? I'm going to start with you, Lindsay. For me, I like to do my own thing, <laughs> period, point blank. Mm -hmm. I like to make my own schedule. I like to do what I want, when I want, um, however I want to do it. Um, on the deeper end of that, I am definitely breaking generational curses and creating a legacy for my family and a living legacy at that because I don't want to be 80 years old just now enjoying the fruits of my labor. I want to enjoy that stuff right now, okay? <laughs> but yes. the moment that I truly decided that mm -mm, corporate is not for me, I remember when I was a parallelpreneur and um, I, I never called off of work. I was always there giving my all, giving the extra when needed and things like that. And it was when my son was just first born um, and I had just went back to work and I still, I hadn't called off, but then the one day that he is sick and my husband, he wasn't able to get to his phone at work and they were able to reach me and we don't live near family. So I had nobody to go and pick him up from daycare. And they acted like it was a big deal. Mind you, they all had kids. And it was at that point that I was like, I wish somebody would tell me I can't go pick up my sick child. <laughs> and so then I made a plan to uh, work for myself and only myself. And if I work with copper, with a corporate business, um, it's on my terms rather than me on their terms. So, yes, I love that. Listen. <laughs> The beauty, okay, <laughs> of being full time is that you have the choice of who you want to deal with. So sometimes, you know, you'd be like, I'm going to pay you this. And it sounds really great. But my spirit child, the chakras, <laughs> just like, no, thank you. I'm going to gracefully decline. I don't care how much it is. You know, mm -hmm. you know, peace and environment is very crucial. And so, 
You know, I completely agree with you in regards to now saying I'm kind of done with corporate. I feel like when you're on the cusp of it, you're like, you're ready to make the leap, but it's like certain things that you got to get aligned, right? Me, I didn't do that. I was just like, Monday, <clears throat> I wrote my, resin my resignation letter and Wednesday I sent it in and I gave them four to six weeks to get their lives together because I understood the gravity of my position. I was the GM of the hotel and that's like, whoo, that's like you might just chop the head off of a person at this point. So I'm like, I'm going to give you four to six weeks, one, so I can get more coin, but two, so that, <laughs> so that we can figure out a strategic exit plan. But I was done. It, there was just nothing. They gave me they gave me more. They gave me twenty thousand dollars more. Not even two weeks prior, they came and spoke to me about five times, and I was. They're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "I am positive, okay." And I promise you, I won't be coming back. But anyway, let's get back to it. So go ahead, Jayla. Tell me what made you decide that you wanted to start your own business. Well, honestly, it was kind of a push. It was not something that I was like, yeah, I want to start my own business. It, it, <laughs> it just happened. Um, it was, we're in 2022, my goodness. Um, in 2020, when the pandemic started, um, mm. I lost my full-time job. Um, I was working as a graphic designer and print specialist at a small print shop. Um, and I lost that. Like In the blink of an eye, I asked about my job on a Wednesday. And then on a Friday, it was like, you're out of here. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, never again. <laughs> um, so I had my side business. Um, I had been doing, you know, flyers, graphic design, logo, and all that kind of stuff um, for about like five years or so. Started in college, and so um, at that point, I was like, okay, well, you know, I was I was successful with my side business, so let me try to make it a full time thing. I don't have a job, so let's try it out and let's see how that goes. Um, so I did that, and I'm um, full transparency. So I was full time for about like a year and um, and a half. Um, and I just started working for another company this past October, um, which has been very interesting. It's definitely made me realize how much I want to go back to being full-time working for myself because it's not it at all. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what got me started. It was really like a push into it. And I'm glad that it did push me into it because I don't think that I would be where I am right now if none of that stuff ever happened. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of forced into it, but I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes, sometimes. Lord, thank you. I appreciate you for my journey. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're not going to take the leap or you're not going to take the risk or you're not going to make the decision on your own. So then, you know, the lovely Lord above just, is, you know, <laughs> loves to play all day. They'll, uh -huh. <laughs> they'll put you in a position where you have no other option. Like, all right, I've been trying to, I've been trying to sneak it to you. I've been giving you crumbs. Mm -hmm. No, you don't want to listen. So how about this? <laughs> right? And the, the lightning comes, right? <laughs> so that, that, listen, the, the point is that you, even if during that time, you could have been like, oh, I'm laid off. I'm just going to get unemployment. I'm going to chill and just ride it out. You were like, uh-uh, heavy action. So yeah. that's why you are here today. And I'm super excited for you and for your continued growth. And then you said something else in regards to full transparency and going back. Child, I've been applying for like 14 jobs since I... <laughs> I'm like, you know what? How I made this money yesterday and nobody for the past five days. This is ridiculous, right? But the bills have not stopped. The bills have not stopped. Okay? Exactly. Like, no. Like, what happens to all these people on social media that's showing that they made five hundred thousand dollars today? Like, what happens to that energy? Like, hello, what? But no. So, like, first of all, that's like a really major deal. Sometimes, you know. You have to take a, a, a step back because you need you need the investment, right? You needed the investor money to invest in the business, and yeah. so going back to get another to get a job, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because it's literally helping to fund your dreams. And so I I commend you 
for making that decision because child i applied and they was like no and i was like that's there's a reason why like you know what i'm saying there's a like guys like if you don't sit down and relax like just relax and just have faith i got you boo eight he does always he always comes home me okay <laughs> so Latika, what made you decide that you wanted to open your own business Similar to Lindsay, um, mm -hmm. I actually um, found out that I was pregnant with my fourth daughter and I freaked out because I was like, how in the world am I going to do this? How am I going to work my um, position in this male dominated industry? I got three kids at home. Um, I live in a suburb, so work in the big city. How am I going to do all of this? And it was a hot mess because I could not in my natural eyes figure out how to get this done. Then I had my daughter and um, was diagnosed with postpartum depression um, when she was seven months old. And that was when I literally um, was in the second baddest part of my life, if, if that's correct English. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized I needed to get myself together mentally, physically, spiritually, everything. And I've always been in the uh, training development, learning development, uh, workforce development industry, always been there. But I realized um, that I had taken positions on a mommy track to give me flexibility to be home with the kids. But me being home with the kids like certain days throughout the week, it did not give me the opportunity to be happy in, in the positions that I was in. Um, I had bosses like yours, Lindsay, who basically I had one boss tell me, if you don't know how to handle taking care of your kids on the outside, you Probably don't need to have kids. kids. I don't know why people play so much. I had one person tell me, if you stop having sex, then you won't have any more kids. First of all, don't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> And I had another person Responding, tell me, not reacting. <laughs> I had another person tell me that I need to do something better with my time than have sex with my husband, who is the father of all four of my kids and who I got married to first before I had kids with. And I had, and I'm talking about not just my colleagues, I'm talking about chief of staffs, I'm talking about supervisors who know better, but are saying these things to me. And for someone who's going through postpartum depression, these things just play in your mind. And you're like, did I make the right decision? Am I choosing you know, my kids over me? Am I choosing my career over my kids? What am I doing? And I realized I, I can't do this anymore. I cannot sit here and feel guilty or make other people make me feel guilty for having the career that I always wanted. I always wanted to be the chief learning officer, always wanted to be a chief learning officer. But yet, because the decision I made to get married and have kids, people are looking at me crazy or they're telling me, no, I'll never survive. I can't do this. And mm -hmm. so that pushed me to go ahead and go to other working moms because I realized I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who's been said these horrible things. I'm not the only one that's cried themselves to sleep because they want more, but they can't get more because they got kids. And I realized that's not an excuse. Just because you have kids, that doesn't mean anything because 
I can take my kids everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. If I'm going up, if I'm going to be a chief learning officer, I'm bringing my kids with me. There's no reason for me to stop pursuing my goals because I have kids. And that's what really pushed me to go ahead and help other working moms and then go into those male dominated organizations and say, hey, if you want to retain your high performing working moms, because that's really the people who are doing your work, you need to make sure that you have systems in place, that you have flexibilities in place, that you have programs in place and career mobility in place for them to stay on their job and for you to attract other high-performing working jobs for them to come and do the work for you. Um, And so it really just pushed me to go ahead and start Visionary Initiatives. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to to go into these organizations and also to to coach the working moms that I've been able to touch. It's it's been such an amazing journey thus far. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so everything that you kind of, you know, listen, and, um, wow. Wow. Really don't have to give it up. I ready to beat people up for um. <laughs> so nice and sweet and like such a mommy and like what who. What happened? What was said? Who said what to you? Don't play with me. Like, Wait a minute now. Let me tell you though, Chanel, because mm-hmm. the Baltimore City came out. Yeah. Okay. Listen, okay. It listen. came out. I listen. I said at the top of the call, beat you up if we need to. Okay. Listen, I told you. Listen, we are very zen. We are very mindset yes. driven, and we want to keep it cool, calm, and collective. But, but if we will pull the hair okay. up. So my next question is mindset, right? So we talked about that before, but literally everything that you guys said was tied to mindset. Um, And so for me, in my, in my, in me building my business and my brand, similar to a lot of um, the stories was, I just felt like I was tired. Like I gave all of my time, all of my energy, dedicated my life, my soul, my everything to my career, like literally. And like you said, sometimes I used to have mommy guilt too. Like, oh man, like I didn't get to, like there would be mornings where I would, there would be times where I would have, I came in at midnight and then I leave at five, six o'clock in the morning to get back down to work because I'm like, oh, there's this, this open and that, and this needs to be done. And I worked in the hospitality industry and it was very volatile. So it was 24 seven. So I would get calls at two in the morning, five in the morning, one, like whenever I worked one week and I went away to England. This was the, the final straw for me. I went away to England and I worked the entire time to the point where my sister and my daughter came in as my, my daughter's first time in England. And she's like, um, it's five 30. Are we going to do anything today? And I'm like, Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but when I went, it was during budget season, it was month end. And so I had to get all of those things done in order to keep what I had keep my job at the end of the day. Right. But then I was burnt out. I was dealing with discrimination and just disrespectful comments. And like I said earlier, I don't say that I look 11 because I think I'm grown, but you know, everybody sees me like, how old are you? Are you the housekeeping manager? Are you this? I, I'm everything but the GM, right? And so I dealt with that within the corporate office, but then also contractors and different people. So I just felt very beat down. And I had been working on my business part-time. I was doing the authoring thing and I was co-authoring in like 90 million books. And I was doing a couple of speaking engagements, but I was like, I'd rather just build my own legacy. I'm tired of sitting here and devoting my time, my energy into building 
the lovely president of the company. He was fine. Don't get me wrong. He was so cool. Like, oh my gosh, he was great. Um, but I was helping to build his legacy and his generational wealth. And I'm sitting here like living paycheck to paycheck. Don't get me wrong. I had to fly BMW. Okay. I had to fly. Like I was fly. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. Right. But, <laughs> but I wanted to really truly focus on building my own company and building my own legacy and providing opportunities for like these for amazing women. And don't, the men too, y'all vibe. But I'm just saying for <laughs> for amazing women because I know what it feels like to feel marginalized. I know what it feels like to feel discriminated against. I know what it feels like to be like, I know that I'm phenomenal, but I have to fight through all these barriers and break down all these doors and do Mortal Kombat moves to get to the next level. And it's like, no, I just rather go build my own table because I am the table, okay? We don't fight for seats at tables anymore because we are the table, okay? We don't want scraps underneath the table either because we are the table, I am just saying. So... <laughs> What do you think from a mind? How do you think that you've grown from a mindset perspective and shifting from from being an employee to now having your own empire? Who wants to start? I give I give the free reign. Take your mic off. I'll start. <laughs> okay. Do me a favor. Ask the question one more time, though. <laughs> I said, so from a mindset perspective, how do you think you've grown from being an employee to now running your own empire? Okay. So yeah, there's definitely a different mindset with that mm -hmm. like, as an employee. And I know I said, I was kind of like kind of forced into doing it, but I felt a lot of the same ways that you ladies were feeling too. There was mm -hmm. definitely some discrimination that was happening in my job place. It was a really small place. It was like me, old white guy. And there was like, uh, I had another coworker and it was just like, it was all about him and what he wanted. It, it was just like, no, no, sir. No, mm -hmm. sir. I can do this, but like 10 times better than you. Mm -hmm. um, about you. So um, mindset. Yeah. So as an employee, it was just kind of like, like a rat race almost like I get up, I go to work, I come home, it is what it is. And it's literally just like a cycle every day. And so I feel like with that mindset, it was hard to to just grow as a person just grow within my career. It was very just like, okay, I'm just taking every day as it comes instead of like looking forward and like, just planning for something bigger. And so I feel like with having a business without being that employee and being in that mindset you think so much bigger you dream so much bigger it's like your dreams are achievable all of a sudden so i think that's a really big difference at least for me um versus or from being an employee versus having my own business and being the ceo of my own business you know mm -hmm. just feeling like i'm in a cycle of of life that is just i don't even know what it is versus mm -hmm. like okay here's my plan here's my dream and here's how i'm gonna go achieve it so that's the, that's the difference for me with mindset. Gotcha. Go ahead, I will definitely have to agree with Jayla. I um, feel like I've been able to believe bigger, um, believe bigger um, and really believe in the vision that has been given to me. Um, I feel like when you are in a corporate position, um, you are building for somebody else, you know, and you're doing everything for somebody else. But when you have your own, um, especially when it comes to career development, um, you're going to school for yourself, you know, for you to become the subject matter expert and for you to be in the top 1% of your industry. You know, you are getting that uh, certificate, you know, uh, for, for me in the state of Maryland to be a small business owner, be identified as a small business owner so that other organizations can come to me. Like you are going all out for yourself. And I think 
for me, that has helped my mind, uh, my belief system, um, because now I believe more in myself. Um, and I feel like in a uh, employment position, oh yeah, you believe that you can get the job done. But when you are an employer or you're building your own empire, there's so much more that you can do and so much more that you can touch. And there's so many less restrictions than being in an employment position um, because you have so many opportunities, especially us, um, because we're minority women owned businesses. So we have so many other things that we can, so many other resources that we can take advantage of than if we were in employment position. Um, and so for me, it's just really heightened my belief in myself and what mm -hmm. I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. um, I know my uh, my abilities. Um, I know my skills. I know my knowledge because I wrote it out in my five page resume. But when it comes to building my empire, I'm a force to be reckoned with. And that's something, <laughs> you know, that's something that, you know, really has really um, strengthened um, what I believe in myself and how I walk. How I walk is different because of how I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, that. Yeah. How's that song? What's that kind of a song? Um, wait till I get my money right. Uh, you can't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Lindsay. Tell me. <laughs> yes, I wanted to go last on this one just to kind of tie it all together because mindset has to be on point whenever you're making that shift from employee to entrepreneur, to be in your own CEO. Um, because whenever you are the employee, you essentially have someone else defining your worth. You have someone else saying that what you do for this business is worth $15 an hour or $10 an hour or $20 an hour or whatever it is. And so you come in. But for most people, it's not, right? And so you have someone else defining your worth. You come in, you do the work. And even when you give your all, they're still like, oh, okay, you get a 10 cent raise, even though you gave 200% more of the effort doing things that aren't even in your job description because you doing Susie's job and Jack's job and your job and the supervisor's job, like all of these things. And so oftentimes what I see in, in entrepreneurs is that making that shift, one, we often are getting away from the corporate so much that we forget that we still need a lot of those skills to run our business successfully. But then the biggest thing is just that own self-worth because now you're in charge of what it is that you make. And you know, you have those valleys, you have those moments where mm, there's no sale coming today. And so it's easy to have that pity party and be like, okay, well, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. It's like, I have the receipts, I have maybe the education or I have the training, but why isn't it coming as easily as I thought? And so you really have to make sure that your mindset is on point, practicing that self-care so that you can um, be effective and productive, making sure that your self-worth is on point because you're going to get those dings to your self-worth where it's like, mm, mm, it's making me feel some type of way. So you got to make sure that you're constantly building up your self 
self-worth to know, like Latika said, that you are worth it, <laughs> that you can do the damn thing because you are the shit in what you do, right? And so you have to constantly remind yourself, oh, okay, maybe a cell didn't come through today, but I have all of this experience, not only in life, but also in what I did do in my corporate position or with the education that I did um, get, whether it was traditional education or, you know, from the streets education, right? <laughs> because there's lots of different ways to learn and just understanding that you have the ability to um, really dream bigger, like the other lady said, as long as your vision is big, you have everything that you need to reach that vision. If God gives you the vision, he will also give you the provision. And so you just have to make sure that you're prepared emotionally, mentally, physically to do what you need to do so that you can make that shift from being somebody else's employee to your own successful entrepreneur. She's at a bar. If God gave you the vision, he would give you the vision. Yes. I don't know what Bible verse that is. I'm going to say between verse 17, but I'm lying. Don't believe me. Don't even look that up because I definitely made that up. I definitely made that up. I don't know either, girl. So <laughs> um, so you you ladies literally said all of it. Um, um, I oh yeah. Huh. Well, from a growth perspective, I was on a growth journey while I was in, an employee um, and it actually helped me to transition. But when I left, mm, mm, I realized I had, whew, I feel stressed. I'm like sweating thinking about it, right? Um, I knew I had that much more work to do because I had to shift myself out of, like I was in a leadership role. I was in an executive role already. So I understood what it meant to run a multi-million dollar business. Um, but at the same time, internally, from a worth perspective, from a confidence perspective, from an emotional perspective, I was drained and I was burnt out. And that was part of why I worked so hard because I was working to prove myself and that I was worthy to be in this position and all these other different things. And so I I made it my business that I was not go. I now had control over my environment. And then I real I started making money. Then I realized like, hold on, you are still doing the same things like you have a boss like why are you sitting here working for 14 hours stressing you that makes no sense like what are you doing like so i literally stopped and i paused and i was like mm -mm, there's some more transformation we got to do this there's some more here let's see knows i'll be in that group like listen i, I hear y'all and my goals are, i'm still focused on the goals but i'm more focused on the inner chanel like because whoever this chanel is she has to go like to the left, to the left. I packed it in a minute. That's all. Yes, yeah, she had to go. Like I didn't, I, not, I didn't want to leave Earth. No, but like, but I needed the person that I've been for however many years long. I'm not going to tell you my age, mind your business. However long, I, how many years I, I was this person. She got me this far, right? But who I wanted to be in being a CEO, who I wanted to be in being a mom, who I wanted to be as an individual, she was no longer serving me. So I was like, you have got to go. So I have grown substantially mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Listen, I will get in a bathtub for an hour and play meditation in the dark and zen myself out before I will have any one of y'all stress me out. Okay. Not the ones on this call. Cause these are the homies I'm talking about the people, you in the camera. I will, 
I will do all the things. And so my main, my main goal was to have self-control, one control over my emotions, one control over my thoughts. Cause the negative self-talk be screaming child, like screaming. Like when I'm, when you get ready to post something on Instagram and you think that looks fine. They like, well, what if nobody likes it? Well, what if this and what if that? Oh, I'm about to launch this book. Well, maybe I'll just push it back to 2025 because I'm just not. You you have all of that negative self-talk. So self-control was the, one of the most important things that I wanted to transform and shift in my life. And so I did that. And now I feel like the Matrix. I feel like Keanu Reeves. Like, what happened? What happened? No. Duck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and only that will then allow me to have the abundance that I wanted. So I literally literally took the time to just transform myself in all areas. I'm like, what do I got to pull out? What habits do I have to break? What cycles do I need to get rid of? What patterns do I need to go? Who needs to go? Who? Who? Yeah. Who? Who needs to go? Like if you're no longer, listen, <laughs> listen, if you are no longer aligned to the vision, I'm sorry. I love you from a distance. You got to go that way. Because listen, if you don't have the right people around you, if you don't have the right energy around you, it can literally be part of your downfall. So listen, I take inventory quarterly. Okay. I got file cabinets for the people in my life too. Like, all right. I like y'all, y'all in file cabinet one, but the people that mm -mm, sometimes you got to demote, you got to promote, you got to fire it. Like you, you got to go. Like you just have to do that because we all have a goal and we all want to get to the next level in life. And sometimes the people that seem like they cheering for you really be having a knife underneath the little, what's some things called? What's some things? Pom-poms, right? Um, but yeah, so that's how I transformed. I literally was, I did a whole, whole soul, whole life transformation. I'm just like, girl, you've got to go. Like who, who you been was great, but gotta go. <laughs> So for you guys, what do you feel? What would you feel is one one piece of advice that you would give to someone that wants to become a business owner? I'll give Latika because she didn't go first yet. <laughs> well, I just was gonna say um just what you were saying about the people, your your circle mm -hmm. of influence. Um I, I remember uh I'm I'm a Tyler Perry fan, and uh there was I can't remember exactly the play, um, but it was Christian Keys and and Medea and Basically, Medea was saying to Christian Key's character, there are going to be certain people in your life and it's like a, a tree. You're going to have people that are going to be your foundation, the root of the tree. And then you're going to have people who are going to be the branches of the tree. And those branches of the tree, they're going to go here and there with the wind. And some of them might just break off. You have to determine who's going to be those branches and who's going to be the root mm -hmm. of that tree. <laughs> and so it's just so um, for me, it was amazing because that's something that I had to realize that there's a lot of people I know, a lot of people I know. But just because I know a lot of people doesn't mean those people are good for me, mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that I had to realize. And, and like Chanel, I also had to go through a soul healing um, journey. And I'm still on that journey. I think it's going to be ever evolving. Um, but I had to, one, I had to realize that I had to stop blaming other people for what I wasn't doing. Mm. I kept on saying, well, I can't do this because I have kids. I can't do this because what is my husband going to say? I can't, I got to stop blaming other people for my procrastination and I have to go forward. So that is, that is really what has helped me in this year. Um, 
But I would say um, for me, reading um, a lot of books and talking to a lot of people like Chanel um, has really helped me um, to have that growth, <laughs> to have that growth. And it was so important for me that even though I don't really, um, you know, I don't coach on 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 uh, soul healing, but in my podcast, I really dedicated season six. Every episode of season six is dealing with soul healing because I recognize how important it is to have that growth. We gotta we gotta leave all of this back here, all that baggage. What did you say, Chanel? The unpacked luggage. We, we got to leave all of that back here in order for yeah, us to be yeah. here. Mm -hmm. you know? And as a, a, an employer building their empire, you got to leave some of the small stuff back here in order for you to get up here because you cannot bring. It's just like an airplane. An airplane has a certain amount. Uh, they have a limit for luggage. And if your luggage goes over that limit, what is going to happen? You're going to weigh that plane down and that plane is going to have a hard time accelerating up. They're going 30, 40, 50, 60,000 feet up in the air. But if they have all this luggage, it's keeping them down and keeping them slower and they can't really accelerate and get to their destination. Sometimes you got to open up that airplane door, release that luggage so that you can soar and get to where you want to be or where you're supposed to be, where you're destined to be. And that's something that really has has helped me um, in this journey of really being able to go through that process and letting people, places, and things go. Oh, yeah. Let the church say amen. Okay. Yes. Like it, you said, so like you said, listen, soul work. Whew. It's tough. It's, it got me sweating. Like it, <laughs> it is one of the hardest things mm -hmm. to do. Like, do you know? Like, do you, a lot of us have? Listen, I say we leave the luggage at the airport. Like, I don't yes. leave it in lost and found. I don't even know. Like to yes. go and like unpack that. Like, like soul work. Like going back to when you're five and somebody hurts your feelings and pulling it out and like. Ooh. It is a wild work journey. Don't get me wrong. And like you said, it's it it never ends, child. Like I asked the universe to just expose my areas of opportunity, the people I need to remove, the habits. I asked the universe, and that the universe ain't stopped yet, child. Like I, I don't want to say turn it off, but like, <laughs> can I get a break, child? Like, <laughs> but no, absolutely, you are absolutely right. Inner child work, like all of that healing, like oh, that is so important because you don't even know how how the little things that happened when you were younger impacting you today and how you maneuver and your thought process and how you see the world and your perception like literally and when you start unpacking it you're like oh well that's why mm -hmm. i have an attitude every five seconds like you know what i mean that's why i look at something like that oh i got that from my daddy i got that from my mommy yes child we could go on that's a whole nother episode yeah. <laughs> and, and this was generational this is a generational challenge and that's something that i had to realize that there's some 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 challenges that I have that are generational mm -hmm. are people that I wasn't even raised with, but they're generational because they're in my bloodline. Mm -hmm. And what I had to realize is that I have to be that chain breaker. And in order for me to be that chain breaker, I got to go through this process of growth mm -hmm. because I'm not giving this down to my kids. 
They're not having this. They're not going to experience this. You better. I need, I need to do more. I need to get myself together. Yes. And, and, and all those daddy and mommy and, and divorce and, and all that other stuff that happened. Look, my parents got divorced. That's their problem. Not mine. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to leave that alone. And mm -hmm. and that has helped me so, 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 it's so freeing. much. Yes. It is freeing. It is freeing. What's that song? There's a power in the name of Jesus. Yes. To break every chain. Listen, I, yes. say, I will never sit here and pretend like I'm Beyonce. <laughs> Not even. I mean, I act like I am her, but I don't sing like her at all. But you know the song. <laughs> so Lindsay, what, what's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that wants to become a business owner? Listen, I'm going to have to flip from what I was originally going to say because Latika just said that up perfectly. Everything y'all was saying, I was over here like jumping on the inside like, yes, yes, yes. Get the microphone. Hallelujah. All in my wheelhouse. And the moment that you said about releasing that baggage is so funny because on for New Year's Day, I had uh, made a post and one of the captions within the video was like, may you shed dead weight so that you can soar into greatness. So as soon as you started talking about that, I thought about that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to say this instead of this because it's mm -hmm. going to tie all right. We both, we both, we both. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, a lot of times we think that the things from our childhood don't affect us. Um, the experiences that we had don't affect us. We think if we just keep it in a box, then everything's going to be fine. But then, like you said, you're triggered and you don't know why you got an attitude or you don't know why you snap out when this happens or you don't know why you procrastinate. But it's those subconscious limiting beliefs. And every single person walking this earth has a set of subconscious limiting beliefs. And what that means is that they're subconscious, which means they sit just below the conscious awareness. We like to think that we're in control of our actions and behaviors, but in reality, we only control about 5%. Our subconscious controls about the other 95%. So the things that we grew up learning from our caregivers, from um, the people that was around us as a baby, as a child, we take on their beliefs, just like Latika said, it was a generational thing that kept getting passed down. So the way your mother thinks about money or the way your father thinks about relationships, those beliefs are then ingrained into you and ingrained into your subconscious. And your environment usually reinforces those beliefs because of the people around you that are taking care of you. The reality that they have created, you are growing up in. And as you get older, then you are reinforcing those beliefs because you don't know any better. And if you're not exposed to different, then still you don't know any better and you usually fall into the same cycles. So if you're ever sitting out there saying like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, but it seems like no matter what you do, you just keep finding yourself in the same story of a different book, it's time for you to check your limiting beliefs. And usually that takes some outside help via a therapist and or a coach. And those are two different things or two different purposes, by the way. Um, but it's important that you identify what are my limiting beliefs? How do they show up in my behaviors? Because the way that those beliefs work, they influence your thoughts and the way that you think about things. They influence how you view the world, how you interact with people. So they influence your behaviors, which influences the reality that you create for yourself, which only 
reinforces those original thoughts that you have. So you have to know what those are and how they show up for you so that you can be intentional about changing them and breaking them and replacing them with something that's more productive, more effective, um, healthier for you and can help you to get towards your goals. So I say all that to say self-care is not selfish. <laughs> And you must prioritize self-care in your life. And oftentimes as society, we like to think of self-care as like, oh, get my nails done, get my hair done, get a massage. But in actuality, self-care is so much more than that. It is dealing with those past traumas. It is healing those negative experiences that you've been through. And just because your trauma looks different than her trauma doesn't mean it's any less of a trauma because we've all experienced some sort of trauma and we have to deal with those things so that we can break those chains and break those patterns. And that is the ugly part of self-care that nobody wants to address because it's ugly. And it takes a lot of work mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically, often physically, and even sometimes financially. But we have to be willing to do that so that we can break that cycle and truly start living what I call our first class life and really achieve our goals and dreams. Girl, you just gave a whole speaking presentation. <laughs> you know what I'm like, listen, if you didn't take notes through that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Maybe play it back. I don't know. <laughs> Rewind. She gave a whole presentation. She gave a whole coaching session. Just so, just so you know, and, and like that's how you know she, this is what she does. Because she did that in like what third less than a minute. I'm just saying. <laughs> you said, <so, laughs> I play all day. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like you said, so many things. I like I didn't think that this was going to turn into a survey. But it did, right? Like this episode, we just we're only talk. She's only talking one hundred percent facts, like in regards to you really understanding who you want to be, and then becoming that person. Like you could have the thought, like there's conscious awareness, and then there's a subconscious that you just have no idea. And so it's like so important for us to like really just take time, like take. I got both. I have a therapist and a life coach. I don't play like, and I've been tagging sometimes, like. Yeah, today that's the best combo. That's the one-two punch right there. A therapist really? and a coach. Listen, my my therapist, I'll be having my, my moments, and then I'll talk to my life coach and I'll get it together. And then I go to my therapist and I'm like, Well, this happened, but I'm doing this, 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 and this. She's like, Okay, like you know, so it's like it it really helps you, honestly. Because I feel like the life coach will help you to like deep dive, like go into the core of your soul. And I feel like the therapist will kind of give like surface, like not, sur not surface, but like it'll, they'll give you more of a conscious of like activities for you to do or like the medical or the, like, you know what I mean? The definitional um piece. Now, that's not even a word. I just made that up. Add it to the Derek. What's that thing called? The West, the Webster people add that definitional. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but um, I completely agree with both of you said in regards to like really going dig, digging deep and, and really, um, really finding yourself and healing yourself. And because like you said, you don't want to pass those traumas down. Cause like you said, you guys said so many things in regards to cycles and breaking them. Like I just, I just refuse one to pass down whatever traumas I've been through to my kids. And that's why I'm working so diligently 
because I know I've been through some things, child. Like, whoo, and I'm very, I'm very open about them. But um, I know that, and so I just, I, 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 it was brought to my awareness, and then I went into action. Like, how do I resolve this? How, as a CEO, you, you have a problem. Okay, figure out how, how you can fix it, right? Okay, who do I need to hire to fix it? Who do I need to bring on to fix it? Who do I need to partner with? What group do I need to be around to get to where I want to be, right? And so, it's super important for us to always be in heavy now action, but go ahead, Jayla. I'm sorry. You know, I want to, I want to leave you hanging. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. My answer is not as deep uh, for sure. Those are great answers. So great. But I'm, not, I'm not going that deep. <laughs> so, my advice uh, for someone who is maybe wanting to start a business or get into entrepreneurship um, is to see the vision through. I feel like that's something that I say a lot in my marketing um, in my branding. It's part of my core message is just to really see the vision through. I feel like for myself, like with me getting started, I had someone, um, a longtime business friend of mine, and he's like, do it, go full scale, do it, do it, do it, like months before I even um, lost my job or anything. And I'm like, yeah, but this, and yeah, but that. And like Latika said, I was like kind of making excuses and blaming other people for my procrastination and just not seeing the vision through. So I really needed to kind of come up with a plan. And not like a full solidified plan, but just something that I could put into action and just stick to it. And honestly, I really had to go back to that friend who was telling me all those things and go back to that advice, um, which was seeing the vision through and kind of sticking to your plan. Um, so you guys have probably seen, um, what's it called? King Richard, the movie that just came out. It was so good. If you did not see it, so good. This, what really, like, I was able to pull from the movie, um, the quote, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I'm just like, oh, I'm living by that, okay? Because I love to plan my life out. And so I feel like when you don't have a plan, you don't have anything that you're working toward. There's no intention. There's no, there's none of that. So I would advise to see the vision through and to plan, because if you do not, you will fail. Maybe, but I'm not gonna, she's like not gonna crucify you, like. But she's absolutely right. Like, if you don't, you can have all of these ideas, but if you don't have a a plan to see it through, and I say, think of the big vision and then break it down into smaller micro things. Because I'll tell you, I'm the big. I make everything a mountain. Let me change my words. I used to make everything a mountain, like Mount Everest, like it, and it's like a speed bump, child. Like so, when so when you sit and you take things, you take the mountain and you chop it down into little pieces, then it doesn't feel like you're climbing Mount Everest. It might feel like you're climbing like a little hill or like you know a little street block. You know that's easier than getting to the top of Mount Everest. So you're absolutely right in regards to planning to fail. And my quick advice is just is to take the risk and better on yourself. Like if I didn't take the risk and say, you know what, I, I no longer want to be an accounting manager. I want to be an AGM. I could have sat in all. I had the, the negative thoughts. Like, like you said, limiting beliefs. Oh, I have kids. Like what am what I mean? I'm going to be an AGM and how am I going to do that? It's going to be volatile. And, and I'm leaving my nice little cute like office. And what is that going to look like for my kids? Oh, wait, but I just been in accounting this whole time. How am I going to run an operation? What am I talking about? If I didn't take the risk and bet on myself, I wouldn't have became a GM. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. I'd probably be sitting in the cubicle like, it's great. <laughs> so my one piece is just to take the risk and bet on yourself because you can listen, bet on yourself. I promise you, you you'll always win, but make sure you plan too. Cause like J- Jayla said, <laughs> So I have a question before you. Then we're going to take a quick, listen, I love to do marketing and I love to, you know, make things cute. So I'm going to blast you guys with this trailer one more time, just so you can, just so, 
you know, just so you can see it and enjoy it. Like, listen, I paid to get it done, so you're going to see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is one obstacle that you feel that you have overcome um, since you've been in business? I'll start myself, okay? I was my own obstacle child. Like, I could sit here and talk about finances and all those other things. And yeah, that's all true, too. But I was my I, me. Chanel, Margaret Spencer, that's why my old self had to go. I was my own obstacle, but I'm not anymore. And so watch, watch what's going to happen. For, watch, stay tuned, okay? It's free right. Who wants to say what the obstacle was? Who's ready to go? I'll go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, uh, my biggest obstacle was myself. And it was like, oh, like I could do this, but... I really want to, like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just myself. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> um, but I think um, maybe more like specifically just the fear of not knowing um, because I like to plan so much. When I lost my job, it was completely unexpected. Like I asked about my job security on a Wednesday and then on a Friday, I didn't have a job. So it was like, I was terrified of what I didn't know, what I needed to know and what I wanted to know, but didn't know. And it was just, it was really scary. And so um, kind of going back to your advice, like I just kind of had to take the risk and just really jump into things and just do it. Come up with my little plan, evolve as my plan or evolve with my plan um, and just keep going regardless of having that fear. Cause that fear is still real. I, I still have it, but it's not as strong in the slightest. I'm like, I have a plan for what I want, you know, the future to be, um, but I'm not afraid, you know, if it doesn't end up happening that way or if it goes a different way um, or if I don't even know what's 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 to come. But, yeah, just the fear of not knowing was the biggest obstacle. Um, So getting over that has been um, um, not easier said than done. The opposite of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, 100. I feel like once you do get over that fear, though. And, and it may be hard to really get over that fear to say 100% that you're over it. Um, it makes the road a lot less less smoother <laughs> or a lot <laughs> more smoother. <laughs> Listen, Beyonce said she was releasing something. So if Beyonce still has fear, it's okay that I have fear. I'm just yes, saying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, somebody on um, Instagram said you just have to unlock your effort button. And so once, you, so once you have the fear, you're just going to be like, whatever, hit the button. Oh, I'm about to get one made. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? And that will help you to kind of push past the fear. Because no matter what you do, you're always going to have fear. Like I, when I was doing dance class and I had to perform and do recitals, that's another conversation. But like I, we did the routine for like 19 months. So what am I scared of? But no matter what, you always get the little butterflies, right? But you just got to push past it. I'm not going to run back to the, like, forget it. I don't want to do it. No, I'm here. Like, yeah, five, six, seven, eight, right? So I, I love what you said. That was, that was so, that's so real and so true. Who's next? Who's next? Go. I <laughs> I would say um, definitely um, I had to push past um, blaming other people mm-hmm. for my procrastination. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, felt like I didn't have the support. I felt like um, you know no one my no one in my family, particularly like you know mainly my father who had so many businesses, but nothing ever was successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, who's going to listen to, you know, this this black girl from the east side of Baltimore? You know, who? Um, but I allowed other people's fear to be my fear. Um, mm-hmm. And I really had to to push past that. That was good. I, I resonate with that a lot, too. And especially just with the way that I looked. 
Like when I started my business, I didn't even want people to know I was a girl and I didn't want people to know that I was black. Because yeah. I in my industry, it's just something that's like, it's just a prejudice thing. And I just didn't, that was a fear of mine. I did not want to deal with it. But at some point, and I don't really remember what got me to this point. I was just like, F it. This is mm-hmm. me. This is who I am. And if it's am, <laughs> <laughs> like, I resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I you you know what's crazy, Jayla? I had that question in my head, really? and I was like, "So what we? We definitely got question that." Go ahead, Lindsay. Listen, y'all are my people. Y'all are my tribe. Because when I say y'all just set that up perfectly, because you already know what I'm gonna say. You already know what I'm gonna say. I will put all my chips in, all my coins in that everyone's biggest obstacle is themselves. Everyone's biggest obstacle is the things that they tell themselves in their own minds, is the limiting the beliefs, the limiting beliefs, excuse me, that they're struggling with and that they don't even know it. And that's why it's so important that you do uh, the work, that you go on the personal journey and, and develop yourself in all of the ways so that you can identify what those are and how they show up for you. Like you mentioned yourself, you mentioned the fear of the unknown, that fear of, you know, other people being placed upon you because that's what happens. Sometimes people can only support you for as high as they've taken themselves. And for some people, that's not very high. (laughs) And so you have to recognize that. And and how is that affecting you? And how are you showing up or not showing up? And one thing I always say is check yourself before you wreck yourself, because it's easy to blame the external factors, but realizing that every single thing that you need is already inside of you. But whenever that dirt is getting thrown on you, all of those obstacles, you are a seed and you have to make the conscious decision rather than being buried to be planted because that's what happens with seeds. You see a seed and you don't see the flower. You don't see the fruit, the vegetable. You don't see the tree. You just see the seed and then you throw it in the dirt and you cover it with more dirt and it's dark and it's wet and it's cold. And that seed has to say, all right, I'm not buried. I'm in the perfect position to be planted. But that's a conscious decision that you have to make within yourself. So like I said, I will put all my money on everyone's biggest obstacles is their own mind and the thoughts that they think. And that's why it's so important to recognize um, what you're telling yourself and what your mindset is so that you can become the person that you're truly destined to be. Yes, you better come here with speaking presentation, but you thought she was cute. You thought she was cute because you definitely, this is, this is what you did. This is, I'm going to tell you exactly, I know Lindsay, okay? So what she did was she came and she was like, I'm going to use a teachable moment. And it was great, but you ain't tell us what your obstacle was, boo. Okay? So we would love to. <laughs> My own obstacle was me as well for me. My main limiting belief was that feeling of not being good enough. And so how did that show up in my life? It caused me to be a people pleaser, to be a perfectionist, wanting everybody to like me. And how did that show up in my business? It made me procrastinate. Oh, well, this isn't good enough. So I can't put it out yet until it's good enough because everybody has to like it once I put it out. And it took me some time to get over that and realize that everybody's not my cup of tea. Like as happy and bubbly and positive as I am, I don't necessarily like everybody. So why should I expect everyone to like me? And even from the spiritual sense, you had people 
throwing stones and beating up and calling names on Jesus. And he was perfect. <laughs> and ain't none of us perfect. So if he gets that, then why wouldn't we have that as well? So just recognizing that I'm not for everybody and that's okay. And mm -hmm done is better than nothing at all so progress mm -hmm. is better than perfection and for me whenever i felt like i'm not good enough i was so busy trying to make it perfect so that it was good enough for all the people to like it only to end up procrastinating and not putting anything out so that was something that I had to overcome really a lot in my business and even different ways at different levels. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's yeah. an ongoing journey. <laughs> Listen, my name is Chanel Spencer and I am a recovering perfectionist. Okay. I, so I, <laughs> my podcast cover, I did, the, <laughs> I did that in 2019 in November. You ain't see it till about June, 2020. Okay. Like, so, <laughs> yes, my name is Chanel, <laughs> and I am a recovering perfectionist. So, yes, the effort button is up. I'm so <laughs> serious. I promise you, I'm going to I'm going to get one made, and I'm going. I, I might even sell it, okay? <laughs> so I can help other people that struggle with the same thing that I used to. Because perfection is definitely debilitating for sure. So I completely. Completely, completely agree with you on that. So on that note, you know, we've been going strong and long and it's been really great. And so I'm going to hit y'all with this quick trailer to enjoy it. Because, you know, the reason why we're here is for employees to empire. Okay. We are here because we are building our own empires. We are employees building an empire. We are fully building our empire. And we are here just trying to take over the world. Not trying. <laughs> we're not trying. Mm -mm -mm. We are taking over the world, smashing our goals, building generational wealth, building legacy, breaking cycles, doing all of those lovely, great things. So why not share with yourself? Tap into this real quick. copy yeah, i need you to go do that right now employeesempire.com like you know we just listen we buy domains over here i have like 900 million domains i can run them down to you all day i get an idea and i'm like oh let me go buy that domain oh i get that. 
let me go buy that domain. So go to employee2empire.com. I'm giving you tea. I'm giving you a tip. When you get an idea, buy the domain. Even if you even if you don't have anything ready to go, buy the domain. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring our lovely, lovely, lovely business owners back to the stage. I'm super excited. And we're gonna get into this tea. And they're gonna tell you how to connect with them and what they have going on next. Because listen, like I said, you know, I thank them for their time. I thank them for their energy. I thank them for their contribution to this project. And I hope that you love and enjoy all of it. And make sure you reach out to them, okay? Because the purpose of this is to connect and expand our businesses. And all of them are amazing. And they offer amazing, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal services. Trust me, I've worked with all of them in some kind of way, shape, or form. And if I didn't think they were phenomenal and extraordinary, they would not be on this stage. So if I think that they are, and you think that I am, you got to believe me and go spend some dollars. Okay, let me bring the beautiful people back to the stage. <laughs> Hi. Hello. So I was just going to go into the what's next for you, but Jayla, you, I had this question in my mind because we are all beautiful black women and i feel like the journey of black women are different than most and so when you said you know the challenge that you had with um in the fear perspective um of being black and and being a woman and then also with your um within your job like what do you feel what has your experience been and what what advice would you give to um a black woman that wants to start their own business or maybe even struggling with things within the corporate world because child i'm telling you i was one of them too mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So honestly, I think that that goes really deep. Um, mm -hmm. really. Um, for myself, I had to get comfortable with who I was um, in order to communicate, I guess, and express how I wanted to be dealt with from mm -hmm. other people. Um, so feeling confident enough to express that, feeling clear enough to express that within my, my own head and all that stuff um, definitely helped. I can't say that there's been any like blatant just like disrespect or anything like mm -hmm. that as far as um you know present prejudice racism or anything like that um so I, I haven't dealt with that thank god i haven't dealt with that um but i have felt undertones of it a little bit nothing like mm -hmm. direct like i said but undertones and so it just it really just makes me want to be sure within myself it makes me even more proud of who i am as a person mm -hmm. um yeah, I feel it just goes really deep into who you are as a person, you feeling comfortable and you just wanting and maybe not wanting, but just feeling comfortable expressing that and feeling mm -hmm. confident expressing that. Like it even goes to the point where I didn't wear my real hair for a very long time, like maybe until like 2017, I started wearing my real hair. For what? <laughs> but yeah, and then also just being confident about you know your abilities and your your skills, your capabilities, all that stuff. Like it, it it goes really deep. I but know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Surface level, just really being you know um, addressing yourself and just be comfortable with yourself. It just makes mm -hmm. that big of a difference um, when it comes to that fear and just presenting yourself and your business to other people. What do you feel? So you said something, um, you said, um, what did you say that made me think of this question? You were saying that you didn't necessarily experience, no. So what happens is there's oftentimes where you have an experience that then puts the belief or puts like puts a shift in your mind. Right. But you said that you didn't have that. So then 
what made you innately be like, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I'm a black woman mm -hmm. if you didn't necessarily have an experience in that way? Like what 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 was the belief in your mind or maybe something that was said to you or something that was taught to you that made you automatically feel that way? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was definitely going back to like the undertone type things. Like mm -hmm. uh, I worked at, I worked in my athletic department at my alma mater for four and a half years, um, mm -hmm. even after that, but four and a half years in the office. I had, I shared an office with another graphic designer at this point. And I, um, and it may be because I was a student, I was an intern, um, but for two years I was there holding it down, like doing mm -hmm. everything for athletics. Mm -hmm. And then this girl came in and like, I just got kicked to the curb. Um, so there was that, um, people would come into the office. They would come into our little tiny office. They wouldn't even speak to me. They wouldn't say anything to me. I'd been there for four years, four and a half years. And at the end of my time there, I wouldn't get spoken to. I wouldn't get invited to anything. Like it was just like, I was an outsider and I didn't know why. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's kind of where that came from. And it honestly, it may not have been like a racial thing or a prejudice thing or anything like that, but that's definitely the vibe that I got mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, nothing super direct, but just very like undertone. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's mm -hmm. funny because there was this one time um, at my past job at the print shop job that I worked at, I had on like a um, uh, like a utility jacket, um, some jeans, and like a black shirt or something. That's Black History Month. This guy, he's he was a white guy. He goes, oh my gosh, um, you look like Malcolm X or something. And then he's like, and you smell like a Sally's Beauty Store literally all in the same sentence and i was like what where did this come from so for yeah. me at that point i was comfortable with who i was with mm -hmm. with what i displayed so i i had to take it in for a second but i came back the next day and i educated him i was like look if you were talking to another black girl i don't know how that would have went but yeah. that's not how you speak to black girls and that's not how you speak to girls in general um you know don't give a compliment if you're gonna like backhand it with like a slap like no, no. If my hair smells good, let me know my hair smells good. <laughs> if your right. outfit's nice, let me know. <laughs> so, yeah. so being comfortable with yourself goes a long way. <laughs> so when you said that, like the first thing that came to my mind that I used to struggle with all the time just within my career was just like, if I wasn't a black woman, if I wasn't a woman, Mm -hmm. That's one. But then if I wasn't a black woman, would you feel comfortable enough to say that to me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like what? I stop. Anyway, go ahead, Latika. <laughs> go ahead, Latika. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't remember because now I'm like, oh, I'm in my I'm triggered as hell. I'm ready to buy yes. like all of a sudden. I said, in regards to being a black woman, like what has your, what advice would you give to someone that, that wants to become a business owner that's a black woman, but also um, like what have, what, what has created your belief system in being, within being a black woman? I don't know if that's the question, but I think that was something like what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think for me, um, just being confident uh, in who I am, mm -hmm. um, because like Jayla, I didn't wear my hair either. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, in a, uh, male dominated industry, um, most women that, um, work with you, um, have straight hair, straight, long hair, um, and wear the three, four five inch heels, um, and the, um, nice fitting clothes. And, um, for me, I was. Um, a mommy. So I had a really nice shape and um, not trying to toot my own horn, but 
And um, I had natural hair. And for me, that was that was hard for me, but I had to um, be true to myself um, to say, you know, the reason why I have natural hair is because I want my hair to, you know, be protected. I want my hair to, you know, not have to have any chemicals in it and so forth and so forth. And um, I had to confident, work on confidently walking into a government building um, as a black woman with the name of Latika with natural hair. Um, and that is not common walking into a, a federal government building in DC, but I had to be confident in doing that. So I would strongly encourage anyone who's, who's trying to get to that next level in their career or, or build their empire, um, just to be confident in who you are. God made you who you are. Um, and even though, um, like for me, I could not understand why my parents gave me a name like Latika, but gave my brothers and sisters um, common names. Um, I had to be comfortable and I had to be confident that I may be different. I may look different. I may sound different. Um, my name may be different and you may not understand how to say my name, even though it's spelled how you say it. But I'm going to be confident in who I am. And I'm going to walk in that confidence, even though you may look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm going to walk in that confidence. Um, so I just encourage everyone to know who you are and walk in that confidence. Aww. Let me say something. Child, I still don't wear my natural hair. Like, <laughs> listen, the only people that see it is a bathroom mirror. Okay. When I'm taking out my weave and or my braids. Okay. I'm just saying. So kudos to you. Because I tried it one time and it was given silly, honey. And no offense, silly. It was given color purple, honey. And like, I, and I can't, like, if I, listen, if I knew how to manage it, then I would figure it out. But child, I yeah. put so much damn coconut oil and deep conditioner to try to like do something in the morning. I put the little Bantu knots, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to watch a tutorial and I'm going to be mm -hmm. popping. The, I called out of work the next day, honey, and went and got some box sprays <laughs> because Chanel was not going. Mm -mm, Chanel was not going. No, we were not. We were not going. No, we were not going back to work like that. Absolutely. The Bantu knots did not work. So I don't know who I got to follow to get that together, but mm -mm, not, not, mm -mm. but yeah, so shout out to y'all. <laughs> So y'all, Lindsay, go ahead and um and give your um your um your your thoughts, and then I'll give you <laughs> what I want to say to any black woman that is watching this, anyone in general, but definitely to the black women because um we we take a lot from all sides is that you are good enough. You have always been good enough. You are good enough right now, and you will always be good enough because we are bombarded with messages from the people around us sometimes and definitely from society that we aren't good enough. Um, hence my own uh, limiting belief, right? Um, having to get over that and knowing and accepting that you are good enough because if you don't believe you're good enough, no one else will believe it either. And people are going to treat you how you allow them to treat you. And again, if you don't believe you're good enough, then you're never truly going to um, achieve the life that you desire for yourself because you have to know that you are worthy of it. Um, for me, that showed up 
different ways, just not feeling like I was good enough, especially um, I, I lived in a predominantly white neighborhood, went to predominantly white schools. And so I always had to give so much more effort just to prove that I was half as good enough, knowing that I'm like 10 times better. Um, but why do I have to do so much extra work uh, just to prove that I'm as equal, right? And then it didn't help one very significant experience um, in high school. Uh, whenever I was on the cheerleading squad, there was there was me, tall black Lindsay, and then there was another tall white Lindsay. And there was a situation that happened and I got kicked off the cheer squad. Um, and I had oh, a legitimate yeah, reason. <laughs> Listen, I went home sick from school, like to the nurse's office. Nurse was like, uh uh, you going home. I tried to find my specific cheer coach. I couldn't find her. Uh, mind you, I'm sick, trying to go home, but I'm still trying to make sure because you allowed unexcused practices, right? And then what I did was I found a different cheer coach. Mind you, they all cheer uh, coach us, but she just wasn't my main cheer coach. And I was like, I just wanted to let you know I won't be at practice because I'm going home sick. Literally, the nurse is sending me home. My mom's on the way now. Um, and I got kicked off. And then there was the other Lindsay who did some off the wall shit that ain't my business to tell. But then she's captain. So I'm I'm listen, that only you know, further ingrained. <laughs> that I'm not good enough. So you see what I mean? Those limiting the beliefs are shaped by our surroundings and our environments and the thoughts that we think. So she's the captain. I get kicked off and, and I had a, a real reason. So it's like, all right, well, she's white. I'm black. So <laughs> again, that just showed like we have to do so much more just to prove that we're half as good enough and we are equally as good enough. So that is my biggest thing is that I want you to know that you are good enough and you have always been good enough and you will continue to be more than good enough. And you have to believe that for yourself and not let other people define your worth. Absolutely. Listen, child, <sighs> you asked it a lot. And this is a very, I wrote a, I did a whole anthology project, okay, <laughs> on being black. Like that's how, like, it resonates with me. Our truth is not a lie. I have like 17 other authors and we all talked about our experience in being black in America. And it is, listen, I love being black. I don't want to be any other race. Okay. Black forever. Like, that's all I got to say. What, what did Toby say? I'm black, 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 black. I'm hella black. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm all of that. Right. Um, so I'm proud of who I am, my ethnicity, my race, the the English, the England in me, the Jamaican in me. Because I could do both. I could eat dumpling and I could go to England and have some prawn cocktails, whatever. Chris, whatever. Like I could do all of that, right? But, um, like what Lindsay said, I always felt that I had to be ten times better. And and you know when you're when you're raised, you already are. You already have those thoughts in your mind about being black and what it means to be black from a, from when you're a child. So then you grow up with those thoughts already. So when you walk into like when I used to walk into corporate spaces, I used to sit and be like, all right, like, what am I going to wear that I don't look too black? What am I going to how am I going to put my hair so that I don't look too like like you literally think about that or you immediately think like, oh, I'm about to be so uncomfortable because I'm probably going to be the only black person in the room. And they're going to ask me, oh, is this my real is how did how did you put the braids in your hair? Like I used to you know, I used to literally have tutorials about my weaves like, no, it's not sewed into my scalp. What are you talking about? Like what? No, like what? 
what? No, this is crochet. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, you know, like <laughs> and, and like having people call me what's um Shanae and like Keisha and every name but Chanel. And then if one more person, if I told you my name is Chanel and you in the next sentence call me Chantel, I promise you. All of the mindset transformation that I did in the past few years is going to go out the window because I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't know what. As a matter of fact, I have I have two ends in my name, my birth certificate. So I don't know where you get the tea from. Where you get the tea from? Tell me, please, please. <laughs> right. And I feel like like Lindsay taught in the clubhouse room, like your name is like the most important thing. And for so long, I never used to correct people. I'd be like, okay, Chantel, my name is Chantel, but. I feel like people also use that as a way to minimize you, right? Like they sometimes intentionally call you out your name so they could be like, oh, you're not that important. Oh no, honey, what we're not going to do today is this, right? Because who I was yesterday no longer exists. So if you thought she was going to get cute, oh, trust me, I can get Beyonce in here. Okay. Okay. I can get Rihanna in here real fast. Stop playing with me. All right. I'm, I'm going back to my, um, okay. Right. And so, <laughs> and so in, in, in my corporate experience, I always felt like I had no room for error. I felt like I had no, there was no margin of error for me and me being a black woman. I felt like I had to be 15 times better. So the pressure that you put on yourself, like the self-inflicted pressure that you put on yourself because of being black and because of being a woman is just, is debilitating within itself. Right. And that's why I used to work the way that I used to work. And so now within my company, that's why I am so glad I am a CEO because now, <laughs> now I can be like, I'm not gonna put my middle fingers up. I promise I'm not. But visually, you know what I'm saying. Like I, it, it I don't have to deal with you. Like you want to be disrespectful. Oh, all right, then no problem. Okay. And here's a refund. As a matter of fact, no, I'm keeping your money because you thought you was gonna be cute. So don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna keep your money. It depends. It depends. It it depends. Just don't play with me. Anyway, like you know what I mean. The people that I have around me, the people that I want to work with, the the things that I want to do. There's no ceiling anymore. Like no one has control. No one has any power. Like I don't have to fight for a promotion. I don't have to fight for you to give me a dollar raise. I don't have to fight for anything. I could go get my own raise. I can be like, oh, I want to make this next year. I can build my own. I can build my own. And that's the beauty of being a business owner is that you no longer have to be forced to deal with certain environments or deal with certain people anymore. You have the freedom, keyword freedom, to do as you please. So if you want to play, what's that song? If you run up, you get done. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, all of that. Like, <laughs> and so I'm just saying that to say, and with all that you said, like, yes, and being a black woman, you kind of, you kind of already come into spaces and into rooms already in, with with the internal conversation. And and like Lindsay said, you just have to understand that you are enough, that you are beautiful the way that you are made, and you were made that way for a reason and for a purpose. And we out here taking over. What did they say? Black women was like 900 of the the, the business. I don't know. The, don't listen to my statistics. I'll be making numbers up in my head every day. I'm just saying. But in my mind, we 900% of the business, like the businesses that flourished and have turned into business owners and all those things, because we are amazing. We are phenomenal. We taken over. And oh, you thought that we was going to be on some, like we Rosa Parks in here. Okay. We Rosa Parks. What's all the, tell me the ladies, we Maya Angelou, we, we Rihanna. We, I love Rihanna. I, I love you. I've been talking about Beyonce all this all time, all this time, but I promise you, Rihanna, you are about you number one. Okay. Like she's in my top five. You are number one. Okay. I'm just saying, but listen, we are all of those amazing, amazing women embodied. And as we continue to thrive, as, as we continue to have success, we are breaking those cycles and we are helping black women, black girls to do the same. And so that's what is the driver behind 
my company behind all that I do is to provide women women with opportunities and to show like you can do it too. When I became a GM, it, everybody was like, oh, you you did it? Oh, definitely. I, I'm Tell me what I got to do to get to where you are. I want to make six figures too. I want to be a manager. I, and that's the purpose. I'm willing to be the pioneer so that I can open doors for as many people that come to come with me. But let me tell you something. I'll bring you on my ship, but I promise you, if you try to poke a hole in it, I don't got life rafts on my joint. I don't. I don't got life rafts. I don't got the I don't have none of that. I don't have lifesavers. I will kick you off the side of the don't play with me. Anyway, we back. <laughs> so, <good>. so <laughs> Lindsay, go ahead and tell the people what's next for you. I'm gonna give you the stage. Hold on. <laughs> Well, what is next for Lindsay Bertner Global and the First Class Life Brand? I'm super excited because I will be launching Cowork and Chill, and they will be weekly virtual co-working sessions for high-achieving women. So what we just did right here, uh, you can register and we can do it all over again for your business. You can get feedback, you can get in the hot seat, um, and then you're going to take action right there on the call. And I'm super excited because I like to do retreats. So we're going to have quarterly live destination co-work and chill masterminds. So rather than being on the computer like we are every week, we're going to fly somewhere and we're going to all be in the same house, going to have to pool outside and we're going to do it live and work on our businesses and get shit done, work on our visions, work on our goals, whatever it is that you want to work on. So that is what I'm most excited about. And then obviously I'm still coaching, still speaking and doing all the things there, but I'm super excited to launch this next phase of co-work and chill. So the site is not live yet, but it will be coworkandchill.com. Just make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at Lindsay Vertner. As long as you spell my name right, you will find me. That way you can stay updated whenever registration is open. That is it. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Make sure that you get your copy of this book uh, because it's lit and it's going to help you get your life together. Okay. <laughs> that was amazing, Lindsay. So for me, I would say in Visionary Initiatives, um, I cannot wait until September when I will host the Empowerment Breakfast. Um, we have not been able to do this because of COVID, but I am determined that 2022 is going to be our year to be the Visionary Woman. So I cannot wait uh, for September when I will host this I Am a Visionary Woman Empowerment Breakfast um, here in the D.C. area. Um I am just so excited because we're going to have a keynote speaker who's a really good dear sister of mine who's going to be sharing about being that confident woman uh, to really pursue that vision that God has given you. And we're also going to have a panel discussion on what it is to be visionary. And I'm so excited because this is not just going to be a breakfast. This is actually going to be a two-day event. So the Friday before, we are going to have a rest in God day. Um, and I cannot wait for it because on this day, all who attend are going to find time to rest in God, to grab their notebooks and pens, 
rest in God, hear from him. And that evening, we're going to have an empowerment um, speech, if you will, with dinner. And I can't wait for um, for you to be a part of it. So um, definitely connect with me at Visionary Initiatives on IG, where you'll learn more about it. Um, but in addition to that, I also am um, doing coaching, uh, training um, in corporations uh, that are male-dominated, and also speaking, and also the podcast, The Latika Vine Show. Um, so I'm just so excited um, to, to be here. And I thank you, Chanel, for this opportunity. There we go. I was, I was hitting the wrong key. <laughs> but it was such a pleasure um, being amongst all of these incredible ladies this evening. Um, so what's next for me? What's next for UltraVision? Uh, right now, I've actually been working um, in my business a lot more than I've been working on my business. Um, I don't really have the ratio that I like right now, but I guess it's a good thing. So I'm taking on lots and lots of projects right now, um, all super manageable though. So if you are wanting to get a project started, just go ahead, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, my tag is at ultra.bsn. You can see it right down there too. Um, and then just for the business in general, um, working on my business, I really want to just focus on sustaining my business, um, for growth for the year to come and just sticking to my plan. Um, I kind of got off track from my plan last year, so I'm really trying to take my own advice and just get back to it, evolve with my plan, um, and just see the vision through. Yes, yes, child, listen. I'm so glad I was not on camera. I'm not going to snitch on what happened. But anyway, <laughs> so I appreciate you lovely, beautiful ladies coming through. Tell the audience one more time how they can connect with you. And we're going to wrap this up. Got it. I am Jayla B. You can connect with me on Instagram at ultra.bsn. You can send me an email at Jayla B. Wait. Yeah, Jayla B at Ultravision. <laughs> it's my business name.com. I'm I'm always checking my email, so you'll always get a response. <laughs> I am Lindsay Vertner, and you can find me across all social media platforms. Just pick your poison at Lindsay Vertner, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-V-E-R-T-N-E-R. Please uh, let me know how I can support you. If you find me one place, you can find me all the other places as well. So at Lindsay Bertner. And you can connect with me at Visionary Initiatives um, everywhere and also at www.visionary-initiatives.com. Yes. And y'all better plug y'all shows. Go ahead. What shows y'all got going on? <laughs> Listen, listen, I am the listen, I am the plug and resource queen. Okay. I'm all about you plugging your business. Plug I don't care. Th this is the time to shine. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh so y'all can't see my my mug over there, but it is the Latika Vine show mug. Um, and it is a work-life balance podcast for working moms. So um, similar to what we talked about here, I talk about it on a podcast. We are almost at the end of season six. I I'm, I cannot believe it. We're at season six, um, but I can't wait to you know move forward um, and really find out what the next direction of um, the show is. So yes, yeah. and you can check me everywhere on the Latika Vine show. I had a blast. I was a guest, and it was so much fun. 
and I already love Latika because like she just she gathers me and she tells me and she, she like what she does is she like gut punches me for like one second and then she be like come give me a hug it's all right like you great like it's all right like it's all right <laughs> and I appreciate her I really really do she's amazing go ahead Lindsay what what, what you got going on <laughs> yes if you need a speaker uh, for your event for your corporate training or whatever it is then reach out to me at liveafirstclasslife.com you can also catch previous episodes of the happy hour show on my YouTube on Roku Amazon Fire Stick Apple TV all of those good things if you're in the UK you can find it on the radio station and then uh, just in a couple of weeks first class life podcast will be launching it is a podcast for high achieving leaders who desire to maximize their impact all while creating a life full of purpose fulfillment and happiness so it's a personal development show help you get your life together so again you can find me on social media platforms to stay updated on the different things like the happy hour show first class life podcast and everything else live a first class life.com at Lindsay Vertner Check me out. <laughs> well, no, I'm about to be on a. She wants on the podcast. I better be a guest. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you, you, and you. <laughs> yes. What's that song? I like her, 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 and her. <laughs> oh, wait. wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a Mister Ratchet. Snuck yeah, out, right? Her, her. What song is that? I was like, I was about to sing um Capella Gray, but it's not no, his song. No, we, we not gonna she sing She and she. Who is it? Mm-mm. I like her, 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 and her. I want them to do that over there. Oh, 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 she got a dunk. Oh, I said, I'm not a rapper, okay? I thought you were talking about Capella Gray. Capella Gray is an artist. No, no, all of them get to be guests. I forgot about that song. And I'm just kidding. Sorry. And we're back. So I thank you all for coming and being a guest on this lovely virtual launch. And I thank you all for contributing to Employee to Empire. I was honored when you said yes, because I picked you guys. Because, you know, I know a lot of people, right? But, like, not everybody's great. So I wanted specific individuals that I knew were extraordinary and were doing the things in the world that they wanted to in heavy action fighting obstacles, overcoming adversities, and just doing the thing. And you guys inspire me. And so, I listen, I wanted to inspire others. I like to share. Except my money. But I like to share. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys on, like, for real, for real, for being a part of this project and the other ones that we got coming. Like, I got you two on Maximum Evolution. I got JLo on a couple that I'm not announcing yet. But I'm so excited. And I really, really, really appreciate you guys and your contribution to my company and my brand and me as an individual, but your contribution to the world. And like, listen, we're going to be game changers and we're be taking over. So this is not the last time you're going to see. Thank you for tuning in to Evolve. Stay fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs, I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment. Off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the south, we hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace, fuck is you saying though? Homies he playing though. No my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them, there they keep talking. Know that they would then little dogs barking. Step across the line, be south.